Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. Russ, what what are you doing? What what do you mean what I'm doing? I'm having a I'm doing a show here. Russ, we're uh, my show, remember? Uh, yeah, but I thought maybe we could like you know have a little back and forth. I do some, you do some. I mean, it's a great idea. I, I guess the biggest problem I've got is you're sitting at my desk. That's, that that uh, that's fair. Okay, I, I, I'll just I'll just move over here, just to the side a little bit. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, let me do mine, and then, okay. you know what? Screw it. Give me the DM hat. But but it fits me better. Give me give me the DM hat, Russ. But, 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 fine. Okay. Here, here you go. Grab a player hat, and go sit over there with the players. But the last one that's left is the dunce player hat. I mean. Fine, okay. <clears throat> Where were we? Oh, yes. Hello, I'm Daniel Doc Gentry. Welcome to the world of Enon. I am its creator and your narrator. Sit back and relax as I take you out of your reality and into my nightmare's dream world. Welcome to the Bros and Dragons podcast. Today, we will be following the adventures of Carla Johnson, and I play New Lara Moonbrook, a human woman ranger. Tom Laird, and I play Flint Firebeard, a dwarven male fighter. Amy Moore, and I play Thea Amastasia, a female elven druid. Russ Moore, and I play Tiberius Tibby Modron, a male quadrone rogue. Let us adventure on. Before the downfall, upon the southeast section of Enon, lay a majestic, beautiful, and unspoiled countryside of the lands. The plains seemed to sail forever in an endless ocean of flowers and vegetation that seemed to meld perfectly with the forest that they flow effortlessly into, with the breeze and the winds causing them to dance beautifully to any who could view it. Closer to the coast are the Iron Mountains, whose very makeup is actual iron instead of rocks. And as the sun sets, each evening the burst of spectacular color seems to give an all-wondrous sight. Indeed, all that, one day, will change. On the plains here is a nomadic tribe of dragonborn who seemingly keep to themselves, though they welcome everyone with open arms who seek them out for trade. Elder Bremdro leads his particular tribe. He is the guide, and he is guided by spirits hearing their call as he tries to train his apprentice Ralph to do the same. They seem to be finishing up a day of hunting and gathering when a noise interrupts life in the village. An official-looking messenger, wearing the mark of the queen, comes running forth towards the camp. Message from the queen. Message from the queen. Message from the Queen! Message from the Queen! As he runs forward, a static can be felt within the magics of the air. Ralph instinctively can feel them, not quite hearing the spirits, but feeling the call of magic on the winds. Everybody else seems oblivious to this fact. Uh, I'm gonna go meet this guy. As you head out into the field, a almost static charge forms in front of you, a great bubble of sorts. As you jump out of the way, the man runs into this magical bubble and is obliterated 
As before you stands four travelers you have never seen before. I dust pieces of this guy off myself and go, what the fuck? I don't think we're in Mirabar anymore, guys. Standing before the dragonborn in this field of eruption with parts of the messenger all over the ground stand. A small cube-shaped creature who's got spindly arms and legs and wings. Elf druid, bright blue hair, and five nine. Human ranger, a bit rough around the edges. I have a pseudo dragon, small, basically a tiny dragon, like a cat-sized dragon. Mountain dwarf. Gale kind of chokes on his, his cigar smoke for a second. He was not expecting. He was just watching this idiot run up, yelling about the queen and, and whatnot. So he he's kind of kind of stunned for the moment. What the hell, Dale? I what? They they just the fuck. That's unfortunate. Just a bit. Wonder what his message about the queen was. You're a shiny fellow. I haven't seen this before. Yes. Well, he he hello. What if I poke you? Hey, I, uh, hands off. I would appreciate you not poking me. I don't know you. Who are who, who are you? Where are we? Well, you come to our village. We were about to pack up and leave, and then you exploded this person from the queen. Very sorry about that. It seems our portal has has taken a wrong turn somewhere, and and now we are here in your village, where wherever that might be. I don't recognize any of the surroundings. Um, but I am Tibby, and we we here were we were well, I was trying to help our help our, my friends here escape escape a dungeon, and now it didn't work. Obviously. Well done, Tibby. Yeah, it was a new it was a new spell that we were trying to work out there at the guild, but but yeah. Hmm. So where where are we? You're uh, Enin. Enin. Hmm, that's new. We we are from a land called called Faerun. And, and more specifically, we were in a city called Mirabar, but it, but again, not, not there now. So, um, you're gonna have to try and figure out how to get back. Um, yes, yes, maybe you guys could, you guys could talk, talk to these fine folks while I try and do some calculations here. Nularan Thea feel an immense emergent of power as a new nature seems to be calling and flowing through them. The ranger seems to be more astute in the plains looking around. The druid seems to be able to call forth different power. So what what kind of spell was it that brought you here? Uh, well, it was it, it was supposed to be just a, a transportational portal, uh, kind of a dimension door-esque spell. Um, oh my god, Tibby, I'll be in a different dimension. Uh, Tibby, you're the worst. I mean, in Tibby's defense, he just wanted us to get out of the dungeon. He did his job. We are no longer in the dungeon. So I guess well done, Tibby? Thank you. Thank you. Congrats and all that. And he hands you a cigar. Like, never mind. And he takes uh, it back. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no oxygen or, or air needed. Uh, you, you keep that. That's fine. Thank you, though. Well, uh, how do you plan on getting back? Good question. I appear to have uh, to have lost my connection with our with our home base of sorts. Um, hmm. Perhaps you you know of somebody who might 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 know why or how this 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 portal shift has happened. I know a shaman, but wait a minute. Isn't um you're a wizard, aren't you, Tudley? Uh, yes, uh, I am a wizard, so uh, I, I kind of understand what might have happened, but uh, never ended up in another dimension, though. No. Yes, it's quite strange, quite strange. Sounds like somebody needs to practice their spells. 
we're working on it. We're working on it. We're a young startup, interdimensional uh, facility. We take uh, it. Maybe we take him, take him to see the elder and maybe sort that out. I turn to you, Lara, and I say, do things feel a little weird here? I have never been somewhere like this, and I can't describe it, but it just feels different and off, and I feel like this is crazy, but I almost want to be back in that dungeon. It's not just me. I don't think it's you guys that she's talking about. It's just, no, you I seem mean, like nice folks. You folks seem real nice. Wait till you get to know us. <laughs> give, give, it a, give it a bit. Very tall, quite intimidating. We should see, take our friends, newfound friends here, and see what's going on with the queen. It seemed like she sent a, a messenger for us before he um, poofed. Just behind your new friend, you see a pair of boots and a letter and two thumbs. But the letter has the mark of Queen Rebecca. Okay, go take it to the elder. Not a Might be good to It takes a little bit, but you get to the center of camp. It seems bustling. People are taking down their huts. They are getting their supplies together and loading them up on different forms of animals. Some that you've never seen before. As you pass one tent, you actually see a beast that seems to have a resemblance of a small elephant. But it seems to have 22 tusks and two eyes. I'm just mouth agape, like, staring at all of this. I think I know the natural world, and everything I'm seeing is just kind of blowing my mind. And I just think it's really cool. So do I notice that they're kind of freaking out? You can see them freak out as soon as they see the 22-horned mammoth. I'm going to turn around and hold both my hands up in, like, the thing where you, like, you slide your one thumb along your hand, and it looks like you're pulling your thumb off. (laughs) (laughs) Give them the dead eye stare. So I'm going to look at them and look over at the 22 Hus Mammoth, and I'm just going to yell, Stampede, and run. Thea <laughs> <laughs> puts her hand on her, on her bow. The beast itself doesn't move. Like, it has been trained by its owner to just be a beast of burden. I think they're trying to play tricks on us, guys. Just ignore him. He's, he's a jokester. And by that, I mean he's an idiot. I'm going to stop, turn around, and start laughing. (laughs) I feel like we've been just staring at this 20-tusked mammoth for a long time. Well, we're just trying to figure out how to bring one back with us once we figure that out. Yeah, you make it to the, the elder's tent, and as you enter, it has a very, shall we say earthy smell in the tent and a very old dragonborn is sitting in front of a fire smoking a pipe my my cigar having burnt out by now i pull out another one i i stick it in my mouth but it backwards like after a few seconds you see a puff of smoke and i pull it out and then turn it right way and it's it's lit now and i'll, I'll go up to the elder like uh elder bimbo there these people showed up uh they killed the queen's messenger and like yeah, there's this letter. I think Whoa. accidentally he's thrown in there. I mean, I'm not convinced of that yet. Thea brushes off a few more pieces of the guy that's still on her cloak. <laughs> he reaches out and grabs the letter and says, Thank you, Dale. And he starts reading the letter and he says, You can go pack up your parts, <laughs> Dale. I'm already packed, sir. Help somebody else, please. <laughs> Come on, sir. I never get to do anything fun. Well, sit down here, don't move, and listen. I, I sit down and, and keep smoking. Are you having fun yet? Yes, sir. 
whatever floats your boat, as the pirates say. So, my friends from the material plane of Faerun, welcome to Adura. You are in the land of Enon, and it seems you are in a predicament, as the spirits tell me. Yes, well, we, we appear to have ended up in your world. Uh, not sure how, um, but you seem to know something, being that we didn't tell you where we were from. I listen to the spirits. You need to learn to hear them, but that's for another time. Dale. Oh, uh, yes, Elder. Go get my apprentice, Ralph, and gather your other two friends. It seems that it is time for the Library of the Dead to be found again. Uh, damn it. All right, fine. Uh, I'll go. And please, guests of Faerun, sit down. Would you like to partake of my herbs? Hell yes. Uh, he will pass the pipe and he goes, So, can you tell me what you did wrong in your spell? Yeah, we let Tibby do it. Yeah, Tibby, why don't you tell him what you did wrong? Uh, well, I, that's tough to say. Because it was a new scroll and I hadn't quite read it. And I mean, Salazar just told me we needed to get you out of the dungeon. And so I just went and did it. And I... And I might have just kind of used... You know how when you do a recipe and you, you substitute something different in? Well, we didn't have quite all all the necessary components. Just just quite enough to kind of get in and we thought, get out. Well, we got in, but the getting out was not, not something that uh, went, went, went to plan. As Dale, you hear the flap close behind Dale, the old dragonborn begins to convulse his eyes become a pale white and you can see sparkles of purple flash for them and a deep voice comes forward and he says the time is near the demons erupt the land will be brought forth death and decay will find its way because now the time has been torn and he goes oh, uh, sorry uh, I must have passed out uh, no, dude, you, uh, you totally turned like, like all crazy demon. Oh, another Dale. So what I hear is you've accomplished your goal and got these adventurers out of their dungeon. Mm-hmm. What's the next phase of your plan? Well, had it worked out, we would have been back, uh, in our own world. And, uh, then we, we would have figured that out there. However... Uh, now we need to find a way back, back to our world. The Library of the Dead will be able to help you with that. Sounds like an uplifting place. It's just a name, Tibby. Don't, <coughs> don't uh, look too much into it. Oh, okay. I trust you. How about you guys? Do you trust them? I don't think I want to smoke this pipe anymore. I mean, what do we have to lose? We have no other way home. We have no choice. I think we, we have to trust them. All right, let's let's do it. Find this library. Ralph Dale, Bort Nethrock. <laughs> the elder goes, "Come, come in, you four. Come in. Our friends here need some help. You must go deep into the Iron Mountains and find the Library of the Dead. You want us to take them to the Library of the Dead? We will spread the word." We will maintain camp for another week. Take them to the mountains. I feel this is for you four to help them and become a stronger part of our community. 
please prepare to go. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wait much longer. Uh, you're going to need the daylight to get to the mountain safely. Let's go. All right, okay. Do you four have any other questions for me? Yes, how do we get to the library? Not you four. Oh. Yes, how do we get to the library? <laughs> yes. Ralph needs to learn to hear the spirits. He will guide you. So we got a non-spirit listener? He's a trainee? Hmm. Trainee spirit listener? It's fine. We just... No offense, Ralph. No offense. Elder, can we take some of the, 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 the good stuff with us to kind of help him? Uh, he'll throw you a bag of the purple stuff. Put it in my pocket. As you all leave the tent, Flint, Nulara, Thea, and Tibby, you will see a band of orcs coming towards the campment. Are orcs good in, in your world? Because they're usually not in ours. Uh, you, Ralph, Dale, Nethrock, and Bort, uh, you guys know these are from the north, deserts that are coming to do trade with you as they always have. Oh, I'm, I'm going out to meet them. No, my, my friends, the, these are good orcs. They're here to do trade. Oh, it's hoping to kill something. Flint and I were doing thumb wrestling just because we're bored, you know, sitting around. And then we got the really good idea to go grab those uh, thumbs off the the queen's messenger we were kind of playing around with those a little bit too Thea looks at all of you guys and is like are you high maintenance pussies ready yet you start heading towards the mountains it is beautiful out gorgeous and as you get close to the mountains the sun starts to set over them i want to know if tibby can uh -huh. produce light Thea looks at tibby and goes no 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 more no more and i produce flame in my hands and hold a flame that shines a light within a 10 foot radius. I cannot produce light. Um, however, I do have true sight up to 120 feet. So I don't need your light, but I could lead the way. I, I don't know what you guys are talking about. And as I say that, I, I reach up and touch my forehead and cast dark vision on myself. Oi, Dale, how about uh, you cast dark vision on all of us, you selfish prick? <laughs> well, you see, there's a problem with spell slots. You know Bort is afraid of the dark. I give Bort a torch. I got a lantern. Well, light the fucking lantern then. Let's go. Lights the lantern. Fine, I'll lead us. Starts walking, goes in the lead. <laughs> Sucks. I, I don't care to lead. Uh, I'll lead us. I don't fully know where we're going hey. other than to a library that I don't know where it is, but uh, I'll lead. Why don't we let Tibby lead and I tell him where to go? Sounds like a great plan. I like that plan. You're just afraid to be in front. I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, excuses. Then you lead. While they're bickering, <laughs> Thea has wandered off toward the mountain by herself. <laughs> I'm following Thea. She's got a glowing sphere to light the way, so. You two get there first. You get to the base <laughs> of the mountain, and you've never seen this before. It's not called the Iron Mountains because there's iron in it. It seems like the mountains themselves are made from iron. Does this look weird to you, Nulara? Yeah, the sun's setting the wrong way, and the mountains are made of iron. We have got get home. I, I sit down and wait. I start playing with my ball of fire, throwing it in the air. You begin to ascend the mountain. The winds start blowing and it becomes very cold. As night truly sets in, from below you hear the howl of what sounds like wolves, but with a growl of a person behind it, seemingly moving in the forest below. If there's an animal, I'm usually like, Nulara, what is that? But Nulara doesn't know. It's okay. I haven't seen any of these creatures before. Ralph, you, you hear this, and you know that there's been rumors that one of the small towns south of the capital is a haven for werebeasts. There are be werebeasts a coming, but they might just Four. be hunting. 
hunting what or whom is yet to be determined. Uh, Tibby flies a little higher. <laughs> Grab Tibby's leg and drag him down. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, how, how wide is the path going up the mountain? Not wide at all. It's about five to ten feet. It narrows like most paths do. narrows and expands as you go up the mountain. On a, on a narrow area, I'm going to cast Alarm and then continue up the, up the mountain. You're heading up the mountain, and night has truly set in. In front of you, Flint, you think you see red eyes swirl in the air and then disappear. Uh, guys, I think I just saw something. It might have been the hookah you were, uh, you were smoking there, bud. Oh, very well could have been, but there's some red eyes that seem to be flying around in the darkness. Pulls out the morning star. Bring it. You hear up in the distance slightly. <laughs> I pull out my sword, flame tongue, and whisper, Mui Caliente, which turns it into a flame sword. Yep, your sword bursts into a flame, almost a, a magma burst from the energy that you're pouring into it here. It seems to burn brighter on this plane than it does on your own. Sweet, maybe I will stay here. Tibby pulls out his bow, and uh, can he see where the, or can he see anything coming? Uh, he doesn't see anything coming, but he does have a better resolve of what he's hearing. About 60 feet away, you now see what looks like two skulls with glowing red eyes being moved around on a smoky line of some kind. Almost like it's incorporeal, but it is in the plane. Hmm. Anybody else see these skulls up here? Thea has... Uh, superior night vision within 60 feet. Does Thea see anything? Before you, with your superior night vision, you do see the skulls and you see what looks like a very large head of a null peering back at you through the darkness ahead. Uh, yeah, guys, we got I think we have some company here. You often have gnolls with flaming skulls going through your forest that maybe we should, you know, see if they want tea? Only orcs like tea. Gnolls with flaming skulls. Let me see. Let me think. Let me think. Not that I'm aware of. What do you want in my mountains? Just to pass through. Do you know the way to the Library of the Dead? It sounds like a place I could send you to if you'd like me to. Now, see, there's like one and a half of you. There's like eight of us. I don't think your odds are good, but I mean, we can dance. I think you they're great. Shut up. Stop picking fights. I can try and persuade them to let us pass with, you know, my superior charm intellect wit a null does jump up on the rocks you can see him now in the light as he shows himself he is taller than the average null standing about seven feet tall he has grayish blackish fur and he seems to be wearing some type of breastplate put together from pieces what really gathers your sight is his whip which looks like two hovering skulls and it looks like it doesn't have an end. It just looks like smoke dissipating into the wind. And he says, I dare you. Guys, I'm, guys, I'm, I can't turn down a dare. So roll for initiative. Dale, you're the first to react as six gnolls jump out from around you. They look like not your typical gnolls. In fact, one would say they look almost undead. I'm going to hold my action for now. That will bring us to Flint. Uh, who is closest to me out of these group gnolls? If you want to try to climb up the rock face of a 10-foot iron rock on your right, you can get to the gnoll standing on top of that. Sounds dicey. Uh, but yeah, I'll give it a shot. 
ever so slightly, and you are standing five feet away from this knoll. Excellent. I will, uh, I guess, take swing at him with my axe. As you hit with your axe, you hear a clinging sound like the bones have been made from magical metals, and your shot misses. This sounds great, guys. <laughs> there. All right, I'll take a second attack at him. That one actually pierces into the metal. I'm gonna cast invisibility on myself. I'm trying to move up towards the uh, the original null. That's gonna take you a bit. We're gonna go to Ralph, but now Ralph, we got two things. So you see your new friend climb up ever so non-gracefully up an iron rock, set himself and take two swings. You did hear the ringing ting as the first strike hit. Now, as you're looking around the battlefield, you see Dale just disappear and you don't know where he went. It is your turn. Can I sense that they're undead? If you want to commune with the spirits, the spirits are trying to commune, but it seems like a jumble. You're still working on how to hear them. Fuck it, I'm gonna try it anyway. I'm gonna try and turn undead. Raising his dream catcher high into the air, a radiant source of light comes from it. Two of the nearest gnolls get struck with this light, but only one turns and runs away. So one is turned for a minute and the other is not. Can I sense if they're, you said I heard the ting, can I sense if they're made of metal? Yeah, your thoughts go there. That, that was your problem. If you were trying to hear the spirits, your mind wasn't totally clear to hear them. These bones must be either petrified from the material around here, or they were created from the mountain itself. Bort, you saw your new friend Flint climb up and take a swing. You saw Dale disappear, and you saw Ralph try to cast something. A small white light has burst forth, and now you hear the moving of metal on metal as one of them seems to be climbing down the other side of the rock closer to your friend Ralph. I'm gonna go after that guy. You make it around the rock and the clearing, and you actually catch him as he's coming off of the rock. Oh, uh, just my normal attack? Uh, your morning star hits the metal, but seems to not stop or even phase this thing. Guess I'm gonna attempt to swing it again. Again, the same resolve as you hear the ringing of metal on metal. Nethrock, you saw all the things that I've mentioned before, and your friend Bort disappear behind the rock, seeming to run after the one trying to escape. How close am I to all these things? Close enough to get to, but it might take a couple of checks to climb rocks and stuff. Alright, one that's close to me, that I can see, I will take and form a little ball of fire, throw it at him, fireball. You create a mode of fire in your hands and you throw it as you've been practicing. As it strikes off the armor, it seems to explode, but it doesn't look like it has actually damaged this thing. They all now react. One of them is running away, so that left you with one. The leader, though, reacts with speed and he will strike out against Nulara and Nethrock. New Lara, as the skull hits you, its eyes fire up and you feel this pain fly through you. Nethrock, you feel an, an aura in your body. You feel your body lock up and you are paralyzed to the end of its next turn. The other ones come flying down and now that they're closer, you can smell the decay and the rot and you can see as it looks like these the metal from this rock has been growing on these creatures. Four of them come in and swing at random people and totally mess one of them, though it comes in with a club, and as it's swinging for Tibby, Tibby goes, ah! 
and ducks, and it slams against the rock, and its club just bursts into a million pieces of wood. Nulara, <laughs> you, you see this field, this chaos just erupt around you. You felt the screams as the whip hit you. You also saw a dragon board just seize up and lock and freeze in place. One of them running behind a rock to chase one. One of them using something that you can only guess to be some kind of divine magic of some sorts. Your friend Flint climbing up a rock and swinging. What are you going to do? Um, I guess the leader is closest to me since it just hit me with its skull whip. Yes, he's in 10 feet. Great. Well, I'm brave but not smart, so I'm going to try and uh, hit one of his legs with my flaming sword. It actually catches him in the thigh a little bit. It bites. You don't hear the metal creaking, but you do see as you make this cut some essence of black ichor come instead of blood out of the wound that you had made. Uh, okay, well, I'm just gonna just gonna hack again at that leg. I like an enemy that's down. He sees the second strike coming in and dodges nimbly out of the way and immediately bites at you. Uh, but his bite misses as he miscalculates the strike. Uh, my dude Donnie's gotta go. He is pissed. So in his all his little pseudo-dragon goodness, he's gonna go and try and give him a bite. So he misses, but wasn't his heart in the right place. He's very sweet. Bless his heart. Bless his little dragon heart. Uh, as he comes into bite, the bite that he was making, he mi- he repositions his body, and the bite actually hits a metal plate that he has fashioned to his shoulder. But Tibby, now you're up. I am going to probably go for the the one who appears to be casting spells, and I'm going to fire my bow. Tibby lines up his shot with his bows. His other two arms start working arrows out of the quiver as he takes four shots at his foe. Yeah, the first one strikes true in his left shoulder. As you fire your second shot, it seems to hit him in the side. He moves out of the way, and as he does, your third arrow flies by, but he lines up perfectly for your fourth shot as you take the shot and hit him in the other side. Thea, chaos around you. I'm not even going to try to describe what's going on again. Uh, The reason, not because you can't see anything, but because there's so much to see. There's so much battle. In fact, it almost feels like you're being overrun on purpose. I kind of bask in the chaos of it all, but I'm able to pull myself together enough to conjure Moonbeam. And I direct it at the leader because he hurt my girl, Nulara. Now you all see this black ichor that seems to be coming up on his fur. And his eyes flash from yellow to almost a deep, dark maroon color. He changes his demeanor a little bit. It almost looks like he's almost uncomfortable in his own skin as we start the second round. Excuse me, with Flint. All right, uh, how close is the leader to me? Is he within uh, distance? You would have to climb down a rock and get to him, which you know you can't close in one space, and you will be running away from another enemy that seems to stand in front of you that you took two swings at last time. Okay, I'll stick with that enemy then, because I don't really want to open myself up to uh, that attack. So I will uh, swing my big bad two-handed axe at him one more time. As you strike him, there's almost a flash of dark energy as it crumples down to the rock, but then is absorbed into the rock. I'll start making my way over towards uh, the head dude there. So right. what kind of check do you need for that? I'm not going to need one because you're not doing it in combat. So you'll make it down the rock and you're moving towards him. You will make it to him next round. Perfect. That'll take us a deal. I want to position myself 
and put the leader between me and the edge of the mountain and gust of wind. You run up and you fire off a gust of wind, which is what check for me? Strength. Uh, as you send out your gust of wind, he seems to be locked into the mountain, almost like he's part of this mountain. That will take us to Ralph. I take it there's someone within 50 feet of me, that one dude that I couldn't turn last time. A bunch of them within really close striking distance because they jumped off and started swinging at you guys. Then I will find the nearest one and I will cast my vicious mockery. Fast as fast can be. Can't catch me. Fuck face. Everybody literally hears this holy man cuss at the leader and you see the leader shy back a little bit like he's in pain. You're not sure what he had done. Bort, you are up. And I'm, I guess, just going to go after the guy that's still in front of me unless he took off already. Nope, go ahead. As you strike at him, your morning star gets stuck in his skull. But it works for you in your next advantage, or in your next attack because it will be an instant hit. Drag him face first to the ground. As the last single life point that he had, and I just made you do that because I thought it was funny, disappears, he turns to a puddle and absorbs into the ground. I will stand there like a rock. Oh, that's right, until right. his next turn. That takes us to all these good bad guys. On their turn, the, the main guy has to make another strength check. He is blown 15 feet. He begins to be pushed, and he spins out of your wind wall and charges straight at you. You feel something come over you, and he actually drops his other two attacks before striking you with a smile, realizing he is bitten. On your next turn, something's going to happen. The other ones try to strike out, and all of them miss. Which takes us to Nulara. Perfect. So he got pushed back, so he is probably no longer the closest to me. Correct. Well, whoever's closest to me is getting the flame sword. Or maybe not. The guy standing next to you as you turn sees your turn and dodges out of your way. Do you only have one attack? Nope, I've got one more. All right. Then Donnie's going to snipe in and bite that guy. He bites at him, and in your head, as he strikes and bites, you see the bite hit. And he says, oh, I hurt my teeth. Timmy, I, uh, lots of stuff is going on around you. And, uh, yeah. I don't know if your little uh, gears can keep up, can they? Um, well, they should be able to. Um, I will, however, shoot um, maybe the guy who uh, uh, who Nulara is, uh, is engaged in combat with there. With the wind wall up, Tibby gets ready to take his strikes. Two of his arms reach back and pull arrows out of the quiver, getting ready. As the third one gets ready to launch its arrows, he takes aim at one of the knolls on this side of the wind wall. As your arrow lands within the eye socket, it uh, turns into liquid and seems to absorb into the ground. Then I will uh, direct the, the other three attacks at, at uh, the next nearest... All three of them hit. Perfect. Three hit it. Two in the chest area, one in the pelvic bone, and it seems to have jerked back from each shot. That will take us to Thea. Okay, so Thea still has her moonbeam kind of going there. I, I assume that the big guy left the moonbeam because I'm sure it hurt. So I'm just going to redirect it. I'll move it back onto the big boss guy. Your beam fires down. And in the darkness with this moon, it seems to be a little overpowered as you see the light is brighter than normal. And it strikes and hits this big knoll with the flail again, which takes us to the top of round three. Flint, you are first to react. 
Excellent. So uh, if I understand correctly from last time, I should be able to reach him this time? Absolutely. Perfect. Let's uh, go in there, axe a-swinging. As you blaze through the wind wall, it seems to not affect you. It's my hearty dwarven constitution. You slice true. You see now this ichor is pouring forth almost like a waterfall. He turns and sets his foot. He looks like he raises his weapon, and you strike out with your second attack for... It was a 18 that time. And you strike him true again, this time cleaving him in half as a puff of black smoke appears out of his being, and the flail in his hand seems to disappear. The other undead gnolls seem to absorb into the rock, and you are standing over what looks like a dead, decaying gnoll. Excellent. Way to Salazar that up. Just coming in the last minute. Nethrock, you're free from your hold. Dale, you shake your head a little bit. It seems like he had possessed you for a second there. Everything is done. Woohoo! That was fun. We win! Loot the body. He has chainmail on him, and that is all. I kick him over the edge. Uh, he goes flying over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> Onward and upward, friends. You guys all know... There's never been even a story in a book, Mr. Wizard, of gnolls that act or look like that. I also know that there's no story in a book about a shiny sex spot, but hey. Look, I, I'm all tuckered out. You think we can just set up camp and sleep, find it in the morning? Are you setting camp? Do you guys want to push forward? You could split the party. My head actually works like that. Well, guys, do you, it seems they need to rest. Do you guys need a rest? Well, I came out of that unscathed, so... If we can keep going, we probably probably should. Unless you feel that there are too many dangers in the woods at night. Oh, no. Horrible. Horrible dangers. Uh, I cast uh, Leomund's Tiny Hut. Is there anybody who's willing to uh, continue on with us? I will. I will. You are us. Right. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's fine. I'll catch up, and I'm like pulling up a pillow. I will continue on with you, new friends. Marvelous. You are my favorite of the friends. What does Nethrock want to do? Uh, he'll go forward. So everybody leaves Dale in his hut, and you travel for a couple more hours, and you find yourself in a very unusual clearing in this Iron Mountain. It has a iron door before it, believe it or not, which has runes on it, written in abyssal. Guys, I don't speak that. Me neither. A dwarvish, I don't speak it. Nope. Tibby, you're a robot. What do you got? I don't got abyssal. Well, you're abyssal. One one I didn't write down. Ralph, a gust of wind flies through your group, but this wind speaks to you, and it translates the writing. To enter the Library of the Dead, you must sacrifice someone. We all look at Tibby. I was just going to say that, too. Seems seems like we've escalated this situation. doesn't say that one of us has we could just kill something else like we could send a party down the mountain and go get a werebeast we could go find you know, maybe an owl bear or something we could kill a plant who that knows sounds like, it just said it sounds like a much better idea it, it said sacrifice someone i just want to be specific plants so it has to be humanoid we did sacrifice someone the queen's errand boy was sacrificed. Do we still have the thumbs? Oh, yes. Good question. It's proof of sacrifice. Put the thumbs on the threshold. See if it opens. You place the thumbs on the threshold, and the earth begins to shake, and then it stops, and nothing happens. 
Does mm. anybody have spared the dying? I uh, have revivify. I tried the doorknob. Uh, there is no doorknob. <laughs> Damn. Uh, but it's give, worth a shot. But give me a dexterity saving roll. You barely jump out of the way as a long blade extends out of the door, misses you, and recedes back into the door. Can you, Lara? Yeah. You are a ranger. Can you find a small woodland creature for us to sacrifice and just see if that'll work? Probably. Like, I am I am a good hunter, but it said somebody, right? Or someone? Hmm. Not something? Right now in the immediate area, Ralph, Nethrock, Bort, Tibby, Thea, Nolara, Flint, or Donnie. Okay. Bort's going to look for a squirrel. No, Bort, stop. If one of you sacrifices yourself, I can revivify you back to life. We could do this the easy way. I do have a battle axe here that I could take care of one of you guys. All right, just make it quick. All right, I'll swing at him. Yeah, and he's taking it. So you take Bort's head clean. You hear screaming, and you see Bort's spirit as the blood rushes down the mountain slightly and into the door. It begins to glow blue, and Bort gets sucked into and is now sharing the body of Flint. Oh, boy. (laughs) Things are happening. (laughs) Does the door open? The door makes mechanical sounds. As it glows very bright blue, the doors open up before you, and there's a staircase going down. I'll pick up the body and go in. Thank you. I'll pick Somebody, up the head. Thank you. I, I got the head. <laughs> Should have probably clarified this before we cleaved the head off. <laughs> I am going to kill you, Adam. Revivify cannot reattach body parts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Flint, it's very uncomfortable sharing your body with somebody else. And you descend, and as you do, it's very dark, but then out of seemingly nowhere, the whole place lights up a red hue around everything. It is filled with a million books in a circular pattern, like it's in a a spire. The bookcases are even rounded around the edges, and in the middle, you guys see a glowing orb. I'm going to touch it. Ralph walks up, and as you go to touch the globe, you pull your hand back, you feel almost like this globe can control the fabric of time and space itself. Thea walks up to the orb and goes, um, do you happen to have a, like a, what's it called? Book of the, book of the dead? Book of the, what are we We're looking for a book? We don't, we don't, we're looking, we don't know. we're looking we're for looking a home. We're looking for a portal. Can you help us get home? You ask the orb a question. It glows slightly, but it doesn't seem to actually speak to you. What do we see at that desk you mentioned? Uh, <laughs> there is no desk. It, it literally yeah. is like thousands of books, and it looks like it goes for miles into this. Well, but in the center of the place right in front of you, which seems to be where the rounded bookcases originate from, there is a pedestal with an orb, and Ralph looking like he's going to poke it. Touch it, Ralph. Touch it. Do it. I've already touched it. And here's the thing, guys. This is what I'm thinking. Bear with me, it's a little strange. But if all of you touch it and think of where you want to go, maybe it'll take you there. You know, guys, if we're gonna rip a hole in the fabric of time and space, we might want to do it where the original hole was. Perhaps we take this orb, boot scoot over there. Back to the dungeon. 
Looking for the uh, OG no. hole. Where we where we blew up the page guy with the thumbs. It's a good thing we left his boots where they were. Can somebody find a book or something to get me back in my body? That seems sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, buddy. Uh, what, what? Is that is that Bort? Bort yes. in there? Yes, yes it is. I would like to be back in my body. Well, you see, you're missing a head. You see, find a book, get my head back on, get me back in my body. It's a little cramped in here. Mm-hmm. I'll drop his body. I left your head outside the door. Go get it! What the hell? I help you guys out and all you do is you leave my head and drop a body? What the hell? <laughs> this is crap. That's kind of weird that you're not in your own body. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody shouldn't have taken my damn head off. Well, we needed to get in the door. You could have stabbed me in the heart. My battle axe isn't very good at stabbing. You could have cut me in the middle and not cut through me. Uh, always bitching about something. You don't have to share a body. He could have suffocated you. That would have been fine, too. Could have choked him. I'd have been fine with that. Timmy, you feel like maybe all the answers to all the questions in all the universe is in this room. I feel like all the answers that we could ever possibly need are in this room. Perhaps even how I messed up that original spell. Where do we go through? Yeah, where do we start looking? Use the card catalog. I look around. Are there titles of books on the outside on the spines? Absolutely. Okay, I take like, I just look at a wall and do a quick scan with my keen vision. Do I, does anything jump out to me like? One very big thick book with a green spine reads druids and their true nature can i reach it absolutely oh good i take that and i kind of flick through it you can't pull yourself away as you start from the very beginning of this very thick novel and are entranced by its pages I sit down, crisscross applesauce, and get into it, you know? The rest of you just see her grab a book and start reading. Uh, I'm going to go back and look and see if the door is open, if I can get the frickin' head. Oh, absolutely. You get the head and bring it back. I'll just kind of place it, like, on the body so it looks like it's on there. Uh, it rolls away. We up Bernie. It rolls away just a little bit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> can Tibby try to find some sort of portal book? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, good. And you start going through these books, and there is a big book that says portals, but it's written in the language of the builders, your god. But it intrigues you because the builders haven't been seen since your race has been conceived. Hmm. Um, Okay, well, uh, it seems like a book that might be helpful. Perhaps I take it. As you read this book... Your mind actually seems to trigger as it reads how portals are used and how your race seems to go around and gather information. And apparently your purpose in life is to return to your own dimension with that information and to pass it on so that your race can learn and gather more about the different universes and planes. And there's a whole section on portals that you start reading through. Well, it seems we need to make a portal and me, more specifically, to another place. Uh, Ralph, as all this is happening around you, you know the answer is this orb. Yeah, I'm just letting them explore the space. Told them we need to take this orb and touch it. (laughs) And think about where you want to go, and it'll get you there. But they want to read. They can read. I mean, we got a week, so might as well. Uh, Bort 
in Flint's body is watching uh, Nethrock like put the head back where it was supposed to be. It rolls a little bit. He grabs it again and puts it back. It rolls a little bit. I'll find a book and stick it under there. It, it seems to line up. There you go. It's all set. Okay, I'm going to try and grab the orb. Before we take this orb, maybe we should see if the head, which the average head weighs between 9 and 11 pounds. This orb looks to weigh around 9 to 11 pounds. <laughs> what do you say we try and roll the head where the orb is so that we don't, you know, enact any traps? N- Nethrock, as you reach down, it, it, it's kind of curious. You pick the head up a little bit. It does feel like it would be perfectly the right size. Yeah, it should be about the right size. Who's, who's putting it on there? Ralph, you, you take a piece of cloth that you had in your backpack, and you get ready to pick up this orb, and Nethrock sits there with the head, and you guys do that back and forth, ready, three count. And you pick up the orb, he drops the head, and nothing happens. So it must have happened just the way it was supposed to happen. You leave the library, and as soon as the last person leaves, the door closes, with leaving Bort's body forever immortalized in there. I hate all of you so much. Unless we have another sacrifice. Uh, yeah, we can always we can always kill somebody else later. You head down to the hut, and you hear snoring. I say, let a sleeping dragonborn lie. They start heading down the mountain, and your alarm spell does go off. How, how high up the mountain am I? You guys did travel quite a bit up there. Uh, I'm just wondering if I can uh, fly down. Uh, yeah, Dale, you <laughs> jump off the mountain. We'll deal with that repercussion in a bit here. The rest of you travel down the mountain, and as the sun rises, you make it back to camp. Okay, we go to where we explodified the Queen's Messenger. You see the scorch marks on the ground. Thank God those are there, because some kid, dragonborn child, is walking around with the boots on going, Look, I'm human. Oh, Hey, guys. We can give it a shot. If it doesn't work, what's the worst that happens? We're stuck here forever. Fiery explosion. Demon apocalypse? Lots of options. But I, I think what you guys need to do, and I don't know how having a dragonborn inside your buddy Flint is going to affect it, but I would probably all of you touch it in a special way, your own special <laughs> way. Think of where you want to go. And if uh, all four of you are thinking of the same place, you may end up there. Maybe. Cool. Let's 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 give that a try. Hey, uh, hey, Bort. Flint, you seems- are you are in control of your body. And he just asked Bort a question. I'll, so, I'll try and help. What's up? Uh, uh, so, oh, OK. Uh, is, is Bort like, you know, still still inside you there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, OK. Well, I guess if. If this portal thing works, he might be coming with us. I just wanted to know how he felt about that. He says he's good with it. So, Flint, what's your special way of touching this orb? I want to know everybody's. I just place my palm on top of it. New Lara, what's your special way of touching this orb? I also, I lay my fingertips of my right hand on it, and Donnie perches on my hand with one of his little, little claws on the top of the orb as well. Yeah, and I see him looking like, you know, back and forth to everybody. Like, all right, we doing, you know, like how how people put their hand out to say "go team" and they're waiting for everybody else <laughs> to do the same thing. Thea, what is your special way of touching this orb? Uh, I I cup it gently from the bottom. Nice. The orb <laughs> will appreciate that. Tibby. Uh, Tibby sees everybody else touch it, and he, being not necessarily organic materials, a little more concerned about any, you know, being disintegrated. So he gently touches it with one finger. Two portals open up behind you. One, obviously taking you back to Faerun. 
But the other looks like a wondrous clockwork community. And you notice machines like Tibby, but some of them have eight points like a or five points like a starfish. Some of them are triangle shapes and there's a bunch of geometric shapes. Hey, that's my hometown. That's, that's my hometown. I haven't been back there in a long time. Obviously, you're not thinking about it. <laughs> Could have just destroyed us, Tibby. Well, it was an accident. Follow your heart, Tibby. Uh, well, I, I feel like I have to go back and give them the knowledge that I have gained from this, this lovely portal book that told me all the things that I need to know about portals. But as I know that now, I will be back to help you guys as soon as I can. Just have to get the right components. Might be a while. And Tibby goes off into the uh, the his his home home world portal. Let's go home, guys. No. We're gonna try. We're gonna try and figure out. <laughs> Sorry, I had a I had a slight cough there. Yeah, I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna try and figure out a way to get Bort out of Flint and send him back home to you. Um, no rush. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here. Dale, you make it back to camp and you see this portal open up. Uh, no, and at this point you're probably running. Oh, oh fuck no. I, I don't run. Uh, I, I would have cast uh, <laughs> Celestial Steed. Fuck that. Oh, yeah. So you, Dale rides up on a Celestial Steed. Hey, guys. Oh, there you are. Glad you could make it for our send-off. I had a good nap. We killed your friend. And with that knowledge, Thea wanders into the portal. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm like... You, you killed Ralph? And I said, no, Bort. I'm like, oh, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I follow Thea to the portal. And I stroll in right after them. As they enter the portal, the portals disappear. There's a slight rumble and a bright flash of light and a single dragonborn appears before you, carrying a loot, wearing a fedora, he stands up and looks. Behind him, you see a horde of demons coming over the valley. He turns, looks, puts the loot away, draws his right here, and that's where we're going to leave it. Follow us on the Instagram page. Uh, I do run that. As always, you can uh, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at chuwu13. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at bros old guy throw us a like and a share at the bros and dragons podcast keep the comments coming uh we're wrapping up our fan art either when this airs or soon thereafter so keep those submissions coming remember that's for any 5e book um we were going to do yawning portal but any 5e book of your choosing will be gifted to the best fan art we receive um you can find me at harambe was set up on twitter and they can follow you on Twitter at... Uh, at Elmo the Usurper. And thank you, everybody from Dungeons & Dragons, for coming to play with us tonight. And I will give you guys the floor. You have the rest of the outro to plug whatever you want to plug. Russ, Marvel. take it away. Yeah, it's all you, <laughs> Russ. You got this. Great. Uh, you can find us at Dungeons & Dragons. We're on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. You can find all the links at dumbdragons.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Dumb Dragon Cast, Facebook, facebook.com slash dumbdragoncast. And you can also send us an email if you like to do that too, dumbdragonpodcast at gmail.com. 
all the best ways to uh, get a hold of us are there. And we hope to uh, hope to see you on uh, on those sites and listening to our show. Thank you. And don't forget, just like Keith and Adam request, they also would accept nude pictures. Just don't put it on there. Send it to them so they can evaluate and send you back yeah, their written thesis on your body type and etc. As always, you can follow us at Bros and Dragons. You can follow me at IMDM Doc. We are on all different kinds of social media under just search for Bros and Dragons, including MySpace, which we are up to date with all of our episodes on. As always, keep it nerdy and live your dreams. Later. Hey, you people. I'm about to start. Shut up. What the fuck? Wait, I need like oh, 15 God. more minutes of technical difficulties. Get fucked. <laughs> okay. We run a professional show here, folks. <laughs> oh, there's plenty to look forward to. I'm I'm doing my redneck character tonight. He made us turn he made us turn off the ca- the cameras cuz he's literally taking his pants off right now. Like last he's night. He's got pants on? He got to get a professional. Come on now. Wait, we're required to play with pants on? John, we all know that Kate wears the pants in the family, but that's not what we're talking about. Oh, snap. I got nothing. (laughs) (laughs) At least you're honest. Uh, So this will be... (laughs) So if you could describe your characters a little bit. I don't know how many of these guys actually listen to anything else. They don't even listen to this podcast, so... Sure, sure. We have a podcast? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we just record and then hope people listen, but they don't. No, he's talking about um, us. <laughs> no. Yeah, oh. no. I was like, I was like we long, have a podcast? As long as we're both in the same boat, then. Spindly arms and legs and wings. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Here, here, sketch. It's good. It's better than <laughs> Carla's was. <laughs> I'm so excited because I, I thought you guys were rolling up new characters. I didn't know you were playing your, your characters from the podcast. So. No, this would have been painful if we were doing new characters. Yeah. <laughs> it would be awful. So why did we have to roll out new characters? Because I said so, John. Bullshit. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I he hate hates you guys more than our DM hates us. Yeah, he gave us the option, but I said, I don't think they could handle that. Mm-mm. Wait, I'm going to stop you. Are you going Irish? Because I hear it coming through, motherfucker. Dude, it's so difficult. <laughs> It's so difficult for me to differentiate. Uh, yeah, you know, I no, that's 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 Australian. Fuck, shit, cock. <laughs> I practice this all. I practice this all day, and I'm fucking it up. <laughs> do you do you hold two fingers up and then like shake them back and forth and slam them together and only have two <laughs> fingers up? On one yeah, hand. this one's over here. <laughs> uh, shit, I, sh- I really wish I had grabbed the, the severed thumbs now. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Don't you uh, need two severed thumbs? Right? So, you know how, like, when you're, you're cooking, you use margarine instead of butter? Well, yeah. Yeah, because they have margarine no right now. Margarine instead of butter, Tibby. No one. Let's let's just rewind. Yeah, because they know how to make fake butter during this time. <laughs> they apparently know how to make robots. I wouldn't put it past fake butter. <laughs> you want us to take them to the Library of the Dead?
Yes. Why can't it be like the Valley of the Butterflies? Why has it always got to be bad? That's what I said. <laughs> what are happened to the good old days where, you know, things were named nicely? Hey, at least we don't have to go get magical items. We just have to take them to a freaking library. Let's just do this, get it over with, and then we can go back to sitting around a campfire. <laughs> somebody needs to make this joke. I need somebody to give, and paraphrase, I don't give a fuck. Like, hey, at least we're not being dragged around by some guy pretending to be a cleric who's really a demon telling us to find three items for him so he can destroy all the evil. I refuse I to make that say. joke. That is not funny. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of funny. It could be worse. We could have to cause a demon apocalypse. Eh, been there, done that. Which four, Benadryl? No, it's, it's Bimbo. It's already been established. Bromide? Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to kill Ralph. Bromide? Bromide. <laughs> Emoji. It's a bogey. <laughs> yes! Damn it. Seems like a good place to keep a library. Were you, will, you fucking William Shatner now? The Library of Death is obviously in a cavernous mountain. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Warp speed, Mr. Scott. So you guys want to talk shit about Russ while he's gone? <laughs> no. No, no. that we'll is not nice. It was here. It's fine. That is not very nice. We don't we don't do that here at Bros. Ah, yeah. I have on a bunch of out of characters that do say that you talk a lot of shit about your DM when he's not around. Yeah, but we know you always hear it eventually. Anyway, Keith, so. shut up, he's back. Sexbot DM. All I keep hearing Adam say is sexbot over and over <laughs> and over again. Because I think that's all he's been saying. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, but he's our utility player. He's what we call he's what we call the C team. I'm like a Sunday afternoon strip club. <laughs> Amateur night. <laughs> with or without breakfast buffet. Mm. Oh, definitely with breakfast buffet. Hey, look, John. Dragonborns have dark vision. <laughs> Since when? <laughs> Since I cast it on myself two seconds ago. Oh. <laughs> it's too easy hey, sometimes. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> and you see a little kid singing. I'm just fucking with you guys. I'm just <laughs> fucking with you guys. <laughs> That's yeah. a total. Fucking children. We, we run in the opposite direction. Yeah, I'm like, I'm out, but I will live in this universe forever. Yeah. Like, this, this is where we here. live now. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, it, it's totally there because I'm, I'm going to make it that I, I cast it using minor illusion. <laughs> Hang on. I got something. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, bring out Crondo. He'll save us. Oh, yeah. That's it. Crondo. That's how we answer everything. I summon Krondo. <laughs> that will take us to Ralph. Oh, excuse me. That'll take us to Dale because he moved in the order. Oh, my God. Thank God, finally. Okay. I want to position myself. So that fails. So give so, me my damage. 
Yep, it's going to take... I'm going to have to calculate all this shit out. Uh-huh. Stand by. You did it. I know. I didn't expect it to succeed, but... So, for you guys to know, the shaman class, he was like, I want to play this. And he sent me the thing, and I was like, I'm going to let him play it for this one-shot thing, because you guys know how I am. I just want to see how things work. Total. Look out. We got badass over here. (laughs) That's a lot of math. Yeah, 2d4 plus my charisma modifier plus my level. Are you standing? Yeah, that's a good question. Are you standing like The Rock? Like, did you cock an eyebrow and put your hand on your, your chin? Yeah, are you like Dwayne Johnsoning it right now? Or can anyone smell what you're cooking? No. He's more like a Ford. <laughs> uh, that was a Chevy commercial. Thank you very much. <laughs> Solid as a rock. Um. So again, uh, Tom and Carly, you want to talk some? some oh no, never mind. They're back. <laughs> <laughs> See, your little squirts are huge. Okay, so you get half my damage. I'm good no, to go. I, I think it's probably mostly just my character because he's lazy. He's fat. He's been walking up this mountain. <laughs> I offer a piggyback. You want to hop on? He's really fat. <laughs> he's he's about what we say in the business, tree fitty. Bumblebee tuna. Your balls are showing. Yes. Isn't the one that's sleeping now uh, our leader leading us to the library? No. Adam's supposed to be. I, I thought you were. <laughs> This is what happens when I don't know character names. <laughs> uh, Tom, I, I would argue against that because this happens and, and with the regular characters. I just try to make you the leader. It's just easier that way. <laughs> it is. So glad I'm not there. My vote's tail. You guys can all go back and be like, Dale, buddy, we need you, buddy. (laughs) We found the door. It's not that far, but only you can open it up. That's what I'm thinking. And inside of my hut where I can't hear them or anything like that, I'm just like. I mean, that sounds pretty racist to me. That's how I roll. I hate Dragonborn. We've been through this. And then it stops and nothing happens. We need more thumbs. <laughs> or more mini luchador masks, either one. I don't know if that's going to help us. I would argue that Revivify, a spell that brings a dead creature back to the living, would help you way more than Spare the Dying, which helps an unconscious creature stop falling to death. Could we... Re- Wait a second. Hold on, guys. One of those... Knolls. <laughs> Would it still be considered undead if we revivify it? No. No. And then murder it? So my question is, are you going to take the time to do a 12-hour march down the mountain for the only actual knoll that was there that didn't get absorbed back into the mountain that somebody kicked <laughs> off of the mountain? That was almost just a super easy, like, automatic sacrifice. <laughs> yeah, that would have worked perfectly. What the hell? You couldn't roll lower? 
What we do is we find a squirrel and name it. <laughs> then it's one of our own. Should have probably clarified this before we cleave the head off. <laughs> I am going to kill you, Adam. Revivify cannot reattach body parts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd also like to point out, guess who knew that? <laughs> Not only the DM. God damn it, Tom! <laughs> Why do I play with you guys? I quit. The, the DM. Like, off. My constitution or his constitution? Your constitution. Oh man! <laughs> Hang on, I gotta go pick up my sheets. <laughs> he threw <laughs> sheets. <laughs> I'm going home. So, what does it feel like to have a dragonborn inside you, Clint? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> lots, lots of deep breaths. It's all right. So, when you say it, the glowing orb. Just checking. I mean, do you want me to touch the butt? You, I, I was wondering if you're just grabbing yourself and you were announcing it to the group, but <laughs> you yeah, <that's> IRL <laughs> in real life. Do we need like a library card for this library or? <laughs> uh, Tom, do me a favor. Reset yourself real quick. Not Tom Benson. Sure. Little Tom. Is there a card catalog? Are we looking for open dimensional portal? It, there is. And as you open it up, you start seeing numbers you've never seen before because this is the first <laughs> use of the Dewey Decimal System. God damn it. I was going to make a Dewey joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not there, Dale. So shut the fuck up. Right? And we're back. Why, it, my dear, you've had a ability to go home all along. Just click your heels three times. <laughs> There's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no... I want to be a wicked witch! <laughs> Love the Futurama oh. reference. <laughs> to take it back to where we were. Okay. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. The cops oh. are coming, though. I can hear it. Everybody be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Who up? You guys go back outside and the hut's gone and Dale's up against the rock. He's like, I ain't got nothing, man. What's this purple stuff, sir? <laughs> I would say that all three of you or four of you hold the orb and say as our powers combined. We no, we are not getting sued for copyright, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> And thanks to the friends at BattleBards for helping us get everything together for our show and make everything sound as great as possible. Go and intensify your show today at BattleBards.com. Welcome to the Veterans Take Charge radio show this Sunday and every Sunday from 16 to 1800 right here on AM 1080 KSCO. At ease. Rip out something to write on and something to write with. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash Vets. If you need to get a hold of us anytime, email veteranstakecharge at ksco.com. Once again, that's veteranstakecharge at ksco.com. If you have any kind of questions, comments, or concerns regarding the Veterans Take Charge health team and the product supply line for agriculture, human health, for aesthetics, dial 719-679-3283. Once again, that's 719-679-3283. 
283 and listen to the Veterans Take Charge radio show this Sunday and every Sunday from 16 to 1800 right here on AM 1080 KSCO. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever internetting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, the f*** did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of... Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? F*** all that goddamn jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at wympodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. This has been a Bros and Dragons production.